0: Oh, and welcome back to She Raids Dogs, the
1: podcast.
0: I'm Michaela. And I'm Matt. And there's Sloan. <laughs> we have our first guest this week, everybody. Um, it's Yay. very exciting. Sloan is a comedy writer at Funny or Die uh, from Canada, in the U.S., here um, by choice for some reason. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But having a good time. Um, today we are going to be talking about gender, and playing some games. So, let's go ahead and get on into catching up.
1: Michaela, you seem like you've had quite the week. Um, (laughs) Do you want to talk about the Rock situation?
0: Okay. So, (laughs) there was a situation. I did get, like, restricted on Twitter again this (laughs) week, which happens sometimes. Um, Okay, here's the thing. Someone else tweeted... Unfortunately, everyone I know is about to turn our backs to The Rock. We used to be huge fans. My children have already started burning his movies. Such a sad day to hear Rock say this. My teens took this really hard. Figured he was smarter than this. Very good copy pasta, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I tweeted this. Mm-hmm. A lot of other people took it upon themselves to tweet it. And then
1: It blew up Here's
0: where the issue happens People thought that we were Russian bots <laughs> Hacking the election And that's not what you want, obviously AV Club did an article about it I think one of the producers for The Office Was tweeting about how <laughs> bots were swaying the election And then like Like Ken Tremendous I don't know what it, uh, Yeah And then someone who was also in Star Trek So a lot of like A lot a, of
1: people were all tweeting a about verified it verified
0: political Twitter Was very convinced So that was good
1: It and was th- alarming for me Because I went on a hike I was being active I think, what day was it? Like a Sunday or something? Well, um, I have no idea. The
0: days really do fly by. They do. Uh They all
1: blend together. But anyways, I was doing a hike. I was feeling active, feeling fit, feeling sexy. Right. And I get on my phone afterwards, and I have like 15 (laughs) different people tweeting at me, and they're like all pictures of... Me and Michaela photoshopped next to children
0: Right And because, I knew
1: immediately Michaela had done something Because
0: here's the because the thing because I, People were believing this But like I very clearly don't look like I would have teenage children mm-hmm. But then instead of saying that I doubled down of course <laughs> And I had people photoshop me with children And some of them included Matt Yes. So anyways there's not really much more to say about that nope. There were some articles about it It's kind of been a lot Because I have Google alerts for myself on my phone <laughs> So I keep getting like alerts like Are people burning the rocks moving? movies and DVDs, like articles coming out. But you know what? I love the press. Um.
1: (laughs) We love them. Um, I had something special magical happen this week. So this is back on my dating apps. Um, I found someone. Uh, I did text Michaela about it that night. We'll call him mullet man because he does have a mullet. But I texted Michaela when I was a little um, drunk and I said, (laughs) He's the one. Right. Keep in mind, I had met this man the first night, that night.
0: Right. And I asked, how long did you have you known him? And you said, that's not relevant.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I fall fast and I fall hard. That's all you really need to know. Yeah.
0: And then two days later, you FaceTime me and we're having a nice conversation. Then he pops up from the back.
1: Right. He came for a day and then we just hit it off so well that we were like, you know what? Stay another night. And so he stayed another night. He did leave the next day. Uh, he's right. A cool so guy. rest in
0: peace, Lance.
1: Rest in peace, Lance.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> we also discovered something. Okay, this is incredible. So if I were to explain Matt's type to you, give me the first thing. Harry. Okay. Second, uh, larger.
1: Okay. My third one would be rosy cheeks.
0: Okay. Fourth, big ears. Uh huh. And, and then
1: fifth, my love language, as we talked about last, last week, week, was give, gifts. Giving gifts.
0: Gifts. And who we, are we describing? Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Santa Claus is <laughs> my perfect man. That. Santa Claus is Matt's perfect
1: match. I did not realize. We were on the couch today, and we were like, holy shit, I belong with Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're a Santa Claus out there, um, I right. am interested. Right. If you know anybody who's a Santa oh Claus. God. And also
0: a little distant. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. He's,
1: he's gone for most of the like year. Also
0: Santa Claus, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's all I want, and I, I'm glad I finally realized it.
0: And um, there was an issue I will say, I do have mushrooms growing from my ceiling, Mm -hmm. and we don't have to get into it. No, we should. But I will just put that out there.
1: So I came (laughs) over to Michaela's because we were planning an episode Monday because we are proactive.
0: Way ahead of the time we record it, by the way.
1: Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I said, Mm Michaela, what is that hanging from your ceiling? I I thought it was like a bug or something. So she's like, I don't know, go look at it. So I went and looked at it, and I hit it with my phone, and down comes a mushroom, and I said- oh my god right so i hit the other one yes and it landed on my phone and okay. i determined yes this is in fact a mushroom growing from a Kayla ceiling
0: and that's something that kind of just happens in life you know no. when you're in a home and you see. i have, s- I have a lot of questions
1: okay. yes okay Let's so hear like, them.
2: okay so like even if you haven't lived in a house that is like growing mold you like knew someone who does whether it was like you're like Friends, parents, bathroom that they were redoing or something like that. You know, so like right. we've all seen mold growing in people's homes, but these are fucking mushrooms, dude. Right. Like, right, like right, right. What, so I think the step one is identifying like what is growing because we don't know anything about it like it could become like sentient it could take over we- the apartment
0: we- yeah <laughs> well I did tweet it I tweeted a picture of the mushroom and I said hey I besties I said hey besties um not to alarm you but do you know what this is haha <laughs> 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 it's going from my ceiling and people did respond and say it was bad so then I ignored it uh-huh. I will eventually ask my landlord but we'll get into it later
1: so so far Michaela has almost burnt down her house no. and now there's mushrooms growing out the top of it
0: Matt is the one who left the gas on for a day. And Michaela I- is the
1: one that lit the candle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we're ready for Tinder Bio Tuesday. I'm very excited. <laughs> Wait, I
1: want to s- I want to show something before oh. we get into Tinder Bio Tuesday. Oh, yes,
0: yes, yes. My mom has left a voicemail.
1: We I'm- got a voicemail from my favorite person on the earth. Mm-hmm. I'm
0: so it's- excited. It's my mom and it's for Sloane. Yes. Oh. Hey, this is Michaela's mom. I'm calling to congratulate Sloan on being their first guest. I'm so excited to hear what you have to say. And I uh, hope it goes well. Take care, hon. Miss you. Bye. Oh, my God. I love your mom so fucking much. I'm going to cry. <laughs> the Jesus. purity with which she says, take care, hon. Miss you.
1: <laughs> I saw that voicemail oh, no. pop up on the phone. And I said, I texted Michaela. I was like, your mom just left us a voicemail. We have to play it.
2: <laughs> That's like, she's so a fucking cute. So, like, for people who, like, don't know. And, Matt, I don't even know if you know this. But so, mm-hmm. when I moved to Los Angeles, like, I knew... LA Twitter people here but there weren't a lot of them. It was like Eric Curtin who got me the job at Fenrir mm-hmm. Um, and like the people that I was going to like meet at work and then it was in November and Canadian Thanksgiving and American Thanksgiving are different. So when I moved here, like the first weekend that I was here, it was Mm -hmm. American Thanksgiving. And so Michaela invited me to her house for American Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I had never even met her before, but I like drove out to her house and her family like welcomed me in with open arms and fucking sped me and Mm -hmm. filled me full of wine They're just so sweet.
0: Like, I am so in love with your family. And that is the first time we'd met. It was very, we hadn't met in person yet. And the first time was Thanksgiving.
1: Sloan, I have a question for you. So when I met Michaela's family and realized, like, how sweet they were, were Mm -hmm. you a little shocked, too, because of the way Michaela is? Um, I was just a little confused how this happened.
0: I have sent Sloan 15 kazoos. So (laughs) maybe calm down. You also called me the fakest bitch you've ever met because I wasn't <laughs> replying to your text messages. Okay, but then I bought you a Sims expansion pack that's to true, make up mean- for
1: it. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is Mrs. Oakland would never.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? You know what Devin, 26, would say? What? Um, uh, I think that that's not the one. Okay, never mind. It's Austin, 22. Six foot. TBH I'm kinda an asshole but only because I'm borderline making fuck you money and it changes people I will regret posting bio as soon as I'm not wine drunk. FML I'll be the first to admit I'm not a good person good in quotations but I'm fun and provocative to be around. May you all be so honest with your bios. Cheers I'm fucking nailing my grammar right now even drunk. Note that Oxford comma 9 out of 25. I will probably die doing something I hate for the lols and I'm a hoe for waterfalls
2: this bio was written on coke.
0: <laughs> that, like, just so like chaotic.
1: Every time I thought it was over, there was mm-hmm. another sentence. Right,
0: and yeah. it and it was so much more every mm-hmm. time. Yeah,
1: I I noticed he said like I hope everybody else is as honest as I am. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll say it. You guys don't have to be that honest. Right, like mm-hmm. he did say he was fucking his grandma. <laughs> Leave that out. Leave it out.
0: Mm-hmm. Hope for waterfalls. That could be nice, but I'm not a good person.
1: What was the waterfall comment again? I'm a hoe for waterfalls. But there was a rhyme after it. Never did mind. Did you just okay, like finish this guy's part. bio in
2: your head? <laughs> did, you, did you tack on another sentence and end it in like verse?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, the first sentence was, I will probably die doing something I hate for the lols and I'm a hoe for waterfalls. Oh. So,
1: so because of that rhyme, okay. I'm going to give him a four out of ten because I love rhyming. huh. So I think that's very sweet. I can ignore the other stuff because... I'm just remembering the end of it.
0: I'm just going to give it a one. Okay. Because he does say he's not a good person, but he also is like money changes people. And that's like really insightful Mm -hmm. in my opinion. It's deep. It's so deep. (laughs) I'm going to give him a
2: four out of 10. And all four of those points go toward the waterfall comment because you know that he was like doing this like like, and then rereading everything that he was writing. Mm-hmm. And at the end, he was like, wait, it's not complete. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta fucking talk about waterfalls. I gotta <laughs> let the people know how passionate I am about waterfalls. Right, right, right. And He's
0: like... yeah. They won't know who I am unless I really do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And not okay. even like
2: I love waterfalls, but I'm a hoe for waterfalls. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what
0: that means, but I kind of want
2: to
1: find out. It was beautiful.
0: All right. Cool. What's yours, Matt? Um, so
1: mine's a little shorter. Okay. Um, this is Nate. He's 5'9". Okay. And he said, I may have a needle dick, but I fuck like a sewing machine.
0: Okay. I have tweeted this oh, one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm obsessed with this it's also the first one i found it was like i'm may have a needle dick but i fuck like a sewing machine so there was like incorrect grammar too mm-hmm. i also copy pasted that you did i'll be honest <laughs> um
1: i just think this one is a little bit weird for me i don't oh his anthem is also grinding all my life um i just don't think that he um needed to say that he fucks like a sewing machine. Okay. Because I feel like that's uncomfortable. So you thought that
0: the needle dick was necessary? I'm
1: not judging anyone <laughs> here, okay? Your dick is the way it is. But if you're fucking like a sewing machine, mm-hmm. that's a big no-no for me.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So Yeah, like fucking
2: like a sewing machine to me says that like it's fast and confusing and I'm not good at it. You and know? my fingers so like that, make like it in- like... Yeah,
1: somewhere they're not supposed to be
2: things are gonna get like tangled we're gonna end up like in fabric and i don't know how to get out
0: and i'm gonna have to call my mom
1: exactly mm-hmm. exactly the, yeah. ja-
0: the jack rabbit the some j- call yeah. it. Ooh. but with a needle
1: yes which sounds painful
0: <laughs> oh, no. um
1: i'm gonna give this a negative <laughs> six out of ten
0: i'm gonna give it a negative two out of ten because i think it's terrible but i also kind of like the way that i can repeat it and it's very funny <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm gonna give it um, a two out of ten because it's like confusing and borderline intimidating. But I appreciate mm-hmm. people like working with what they have, mm-hmm. you know. Right.
0: It is super yeah. honest, yeah. although yeah. it is like a copy pasta, so it might not be honest. What if he like has a very thick dick?
1: Then he would just be lying. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's hard to say. All right. So today's main topic is. Gender. I think that this is going to be a very fun and interesting thing to talk about. Even if you're not someone questioning your gender identity, I think it's just good to know about. It's also very interesting and important because I think in the last couple years, it started to be more of a talking point and pronouns and all that has sort of been things that people needed to become educated on now. So excited to talk about it. Sloan is the token Canadian residential non-binary what's your, your comedian at funnier die is your bio or something like that i mean that's way more complicated i think it literally just says token canadian and editorial
2: at Funnier die but i like all those other uh, <laughs> addendums
0: well <laughs> yeah um so you actually tweeted something the other day that i thought would be a good starting off point for this conversation so sloan tweeted i don't talk about or actively claim being lgbtq plus very often because although i'm agender and afab and feminine presenting so i don't Honestly, don't feel like I have the right to. I don't know, but I'd like to start. Is that pronounced AFAB? A F A B? I say. <laughs> I don't know if you say it but, but
2: that's also like. I just am realizing now that's not something I've ever had to actually like say out loud. Mm-hmm. So. It's one of those um, things.
0: <laughs> you but, probably just um, say the letters.
2: Yeah. So feminine presenting and assigned um, female at birth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I think I just condensed it for like the character count. Yeah. Um, I think it sounds yeah. nice as AFAB. Yeah. So, I mean. I don't know. We could like go pretty far back. Like, so when I learned about what like non-binary is and what specifically agender is and mm-hmm. how there's like so many different terms and different things, like even just within non-binary and how that in itself is an umbrella term. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like when I found out, so I'm agender, which mm-hmm. means that I don't, I've never felt any attachment to gender at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always felt very uncomfortable being like referred to as like a like a young woman or like a, a girl or things like that. And I actually wrote like a speech about it when I was in high school and just thought that I was like a tomboy mm-hmm. or things like that. So then like learning that was amazing and so like freeing. And I never liked my birth name because it was so feminine. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's, that's why I changed it. But I know that the way that I present is still very feminine. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know. I feel like it's pretty neutral. Like, I don't wear a lot of makeup anymore, mostly because it's, like, fucking quarantine and nobody goes outside anymore. But, like, Mm -hmm. I have, like, longer hair that I wear in, like, feminine styles and I buy female clothes and things like that. And I feel like I don't have, like... The representation that I have seen in the non-binary community and in the agender community has always kind of been, like, very androgynous or Mm -hmm. very, like... The sliding scale of gender how you present mm-hmm. so like but because i don't feel any attachment to gender whatsoever it's weird to then still like dress or or present myself as the gender that i was assigned at birth and i feel like even though like learning about agender and and non-binary was like a fucking revelation and it changed my life i don't experience or face any kind of like discrimination or any like hardship because of my gender Mm -hmm. because i Mm -hmm. i was assigned female at birth i look like a girl um and also like i don't care if people call me like or if people use like she her pronouns Mm -hmm. um but i also don't care if people use he him pronouns Mm -hmm. um or they them pronouns so i feel like because like almost like my invisibility within the community because I don't stand out as what like we typically see um, non-binary or lgbc people as Mm -hmm. Um, I feel weird trying to like talk about it I feel like I'm almost like appropriating struggle or or like hurt or oppression when I've never experienced that you know
1: Was there one um, specific moment or something you read or saw that made you realize, oh, that's that's how I would like to identify um, or was it just kind of through your own um, research or how did you come to this?
2: Yeah. So like my entire life, I always wore my uh, Big Brother's hand-me-downs and I loved that. And I used to shop at like boys skate shops for clothes and things like that. And I never really felt comfortable in skirts or or dresses. And then I like I said, when I was in eighth grade, um, I wrote. A speech because I don't know if this is like a a universal thing, but um, at high schools uh, in Canada, you have to write a speech every year about like whatever topic you want to. But you have to perform it in front of your class Mm -hmm. and then like the best people from that uh, grade then move on to like a finals and you can like win an award for it. So for in grade eight, I wrote a speech about how like it sounds so funny to talk about now because I wrote a speech about how I felt like confused and isolated uh, because I didn't like girly things and then I just like accepted my like identity as a tomboy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and I've always known but non-binary and agender um are not things that I ever learned about in just the general LGBTQ Mm -hmm. community Mm -hmm. and so there was one day where I was getting ready for work and I was doing my makeup And when I do my makeup, I do like my foundation first and then I do my eyebrows and I just finished like just my eyebrows. And I remember looking in the mirror and thinking like I would make a really cute boy Mm -hmm. and like having like a like a weird kind of moment, just like sitting there and just being like this. Like I've never thought about that or I've never looked at that, you know, so then I started doing more research into what is transgender and how do you know if you're trans and things like that. And Mm -hmm. then I stumbled uh, upon a forum That was people realizing that they were agender and learning about like what that means and different people who had written like full articles or books about what it means to be agender. And I literally this entire time was like sitting at my vanity and I read all this and I broke down and Mm -hmm. I was like, fuck, like there's a word for how I felt my whole life. And I didn't know Mm -hmm. that this was like
0: that, that I could feel belonging or like, like a place like this, you know? Mm hmm. I just want to go back to what you were saying earlier, because I think that that moment and that feeling is what makes you a part of that community. It's not about comparing like who's been suffering the most or, you know, you don't have to feel like, oh, because I've never been called this. It's it's about the community. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like the argument that sometimes you use against yourself is used against a lot of people in the lgbtq plus community like bisexuals for example people say they're not as valid because they could be in a heterosexual relationship and i don't think that any of those things like invalidate the community of it and i think that that's like what you you know should be having totally yeah and i think that uh
2: having these kinds of conversations is so important because like the Mm -hmm. first time that I tweeted about this, I think it was back in January Mm -hmm. um, and how I felt like almost like betraying my identity whenever I wore like dresses or skirts or whenever I like put on a lot of makeup or like felt very feminine. Mm -hmm. And then so many people replied and so many people sent me messages. And then like since that first time that I really tweeted about it in January and then I tweeted about it a couple more times But like the messages that I get on Twitter most often Mm -hmm. are people who are like, hi, I know you don't know me, but I just want to let you know that like I came into my own gender identity because of the things that you've said. And I've always felt like like weird and invisible and and like the people and the representation that I've seen, I felt like I wasn't a part of that. But just because like Mm -hmm. I don't look like that doesn't mean that I'm not I'm not part of this as well. And Mm -hmm. that's really what's inspired me to to become a bigger part of this community and Mm -hmm. yeah and talk about it more
0: yeah i mean that's amazing because like the moment that you were talking about when you were at your vanity is like a moment that you're giving to other people so yeah i mean that's so cool
1: that's why i love like having sloan on right now because i know for me at least um the reason i wanted to be a part of this was to kind of share my story mm-hmm. which is obviously being gay um right which i
0: think is kind of the mindset behind she right yeah. is like telling stories yeah now like th- we get the chance to tell more stories yeah and that. i
1: i'm just covering the g but sloan is covering so much more now and I think mm-hmm. that's just great for listeners to have that sense of belonging and see that people out there are like them and mm-hmm. I don't know it's just it's cool to me to see
0: so with yeah. the agender and ver- like versus non-binary what's the difference between those so
2: I mean like I'm not definitely not an authority um mm-hmm. but when I was like trying to like learn about all of this um also the person who like really helped me understand and come into my identity is uh, Riley J Dennis who is uh, a trans woman who has a shit ton of YouTube videos who that break down um, anything to do with, like, gender politics and sex and things, like, questions that people, like, have but are afraid to ask, mm-hmm. um, and they're really wonderful, um, and I really recommend um, checking them out. But so from my understanding, non-binary is kind of, like, the umbrella term that encompasses a lot of different gender identities that are mm-hmm. either like you're genderqueer so like you're on kind of like a like a sliding scale you you okay you feel more masculine or more feminine on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. and also like like what masculinity and femininity means to you changes all the time so mm-hmm. like more of on a scale and then agender is like you are not part of that scale Mm-hmm. Like, you feel okay. just, like, no attachment. No, to either like... side. And one yeah. question
0: that I had for you is, is it invalidating because you like using he, she pronouns? Is it invalidating if someone just uses, like, she, her pronouns for you?
2: No, totally not at all. And I think that, like, Matt, I was going to ask you about this as well. So, mm-hmm. like, for me, when I, like, realized that I was agender and once I had time to, like, process that and really come into that, and then also once I changed my name, mm-hmm. I was – Suddenly, so much more comfortable and okay with being feminine when Mm -hmm. before I like felt a weird kind of like betrayal or confusion around it. And then Mm -hmm. once I had everything figured out, it was just like, you can call me whatever you want. You can use whatever pronouns that you want. I can wear whatever I want and feel comfortable in it because I know that like what I'm wearing or like the pronouns that uh, people use for me that doesn't dictate who I am Mm -hmm. and so everything everything feels okay Mm -hmm. and I think we're like the weirdly enough the first time that I realized that was my grandpa who we were like out at dinner or something like that and I can't remember what we were talking about but he looked at me and he was like one day you're going to be a very tired old man and then i was just like yeah i might be like it was like like and i feel like he like definitely like didn't mean to like say old man but uh-huh. as soon as he did i and like the fact that like he didn't bat an eyelash and no one batted an eyelash so i was just like fuck that mm-hmm. makes so much sense to me <laughs> so yeah so like it doesn't feel invalidating at all now that i have everything figured out now that i mm-hmm. know what my identity is mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to ask you, Matt, like, do you feel the same way now? Like after realizing and, and accepting and coming into the fact that you're gay, do you feel like there were things that made you feel uncomfortable doing before or trying to be before? And now those things were like, meh, like I can do it. It's fine.
1: Yeah. I definitely uh, agree with what you're saying. I feel like before I was out, I would always try and be like more masculine. I mean, I was never someone who like loved watching sports or anything, but I would always like sit at the games and like just sit there. Mm-hmm. But now I like it, I don't know. It, it, I see what you're saying. Once you like figure out what you are, you just kind of stop giving a shit about like trying to please people or, um, yeah, yeah. Go and then, then also like, roles.
2: yeah. And then one, like, and then once you're like out and things like watching sports or watching the game, it doesn't become a thing about like proving your identity or yeah. trying to like be something that you're not. And it's just like watching a fucking
0: football game. Yeah. You it's know,
1: get so much like less complicated once You're yeah. just like being yourself. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel better about watching football games now. (laughs) No, I just wanted to say, like, I think it's great that you guys can talk about this because I think a lot of the time there's so much stress about being the perfect advocate Mm -hmm. or like knowing that you're just one person speaking for a lot, and you know. I just want to, like, make it clear that you guys know those things mm-hmm. and, like, you're very aware of, like, your experiences and I, I think it's nice to, like, hear that.
1: Yeah, and I, I just know a lot about, like, being gay and stuff like that just because I've uh, obviously I've done it personally, but <laughs> it's nice to, like, hear... I know
0: a lot <laughs> about being gay because I be I've gay done it sometimes.
1: personally. <laughs> That's I've been one of there my before. favorite quotes. <laughs> Someone put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> um, I don't know, but, like, I just... I'm, I'm just saying, like, if you are in the LGBTQ community... Um, to just open up your ears and learn about like the other um, subcategories in it. I think it's really important yeah. to do that.
0: And I was going to say like also not every uh, a gender person is okay with every pronoun. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people totally. who don't want any gen- – like they just want they, them. Mm-hmm. I think – I don't think that that's like a different feeling. I think that maybe that's just what you were saying with acceptance or not caring anymore as much. Like – I, at first, yeah. I was wondering if maybe you feel like you could be in tune with every gender as opposed to, like, none of them. But it sounds like that's not the case.
2: Yeah. So because I feel, like, no attachment to, like, any gender, mm-hmm. um, it's it's weird. It's kind of like – like a, it sounds, like, paradoxical. But, like, on one hand, no specific gender pronoun sounds completely right. But mm-hmm. then on the other hand, like, because of that, they're all fine with me, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's weird. I mean, the only thing that I am – not okay with and the only thing that like actually makes me like very physically uncomfortable is being called a woman mm-hmm. that's it but yeah like every non-binary experience is not the same every agender experience is not the same I get like the the trepidation around these kinds of conversations because people are very afraid to feel like ignorant and feel stupid and feel like they mm-hmm. need help and they're also like a lot of people are very afraid to hurt or offend others yeah. but I think that like the best thing you can do is just ask hmm
0: yeah. And I do have along the lines of asking questions for you from some, some questions of our from listeners. You, oh, yeah. Let's do um, it. I think it's kind of fun because there are followers who are like teenagers that have they're earlier in this journey than you are and they're really excited to get the chance to you know like hear your opinions Mm -hmm. yeah i think is so cool um yeah this person said how do they go about ensuring that their identity is respected in the business aspect of their job i have a non-binary friend on campus who is extremely limited in earning scholarships because their application has them identified as non-binary
2: okay so i would like some more information which obviously like we can't ask for because Mm -hmm. this is um a printed out question but I'm curious because a lot of scholarships are probably asking for like explicitly female candidates. Mm. And I'm assuming that this is a non-binary person who was assigned male at birth because Mm -hmm. if they were assigned female at birth, then there are a lot more like diversity scholarship opportunities available. I think what I would say to that is you can ensure that you are respected in your place of business or your place of learning because Mm -hmm. if it was any other matter you would demand the same respect anyway. Mm-hmm. Like if mm-hmm. it was a matter of like economic status or any other kind of, Descriptor. of demographic, yeah, mm-hmm. that could that people could like be dicks about, you would not hesitate to be like, no, fuck you. <laughs> like right. I'm, I'm here. I deserve to be here. I deserve these opportunities as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then in terms of like scholarships that explicitly ask for like female candidates, I think that that's a really, really great for them to become advocates in their own space which Mm -hmm. is a more long-term thing as opposed to like how do I secure these scholarships I don't know if I have an answer for that but I think that the best thing to do for yourself and for the community and for future people who are going to be in this exact same situation would be approaching either like the dean of your college or Mm -hmm. counselors at the college people who are offering the scholarship writing them letters explaining why this is not as inclusitory as they think that it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and advocating like making space for yourself making space for people who are like you
1: yeah
0: yeah and i think the two halves of that sentence were kind of different questions like getting respect in your workplace versus um gender specific applications and scholarships i think that those were both kind of like separate but they both were problems mm-hmm. um yeah. So, so then, so like getting respect in your job, mm-hmm. um, I'm
2: extremely lucky. So like I changed my name. I knew that I was a gender before I moved to LA, mm-hmm. but I had been wanting to change my name for a long time. And I finally just like took the plunge and did it when I moved here. And I think like I did that because of the separation from my family. So I didn't feel like feel guilty and weird about it, mm-hmm. but I'm very lucky in that the place that I work, um, when I changed my name, no one second guessed it. No one, like there, there was no problem whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and people like ask questions like, is this the name that I should be referring to you as in like business emails? And like my boss, even there was a, a, someone who works the company and in a meeting they used my, my dead name and I wasn't even there, but my boss at the time immediately corrected her and Aww. was like, no, it's Sloan. And, and I understand like not everyone has that privilege and, mm-hmm. and has that, the ability to be accepted in a space like that. Mm-hmm. But the thing with like bigots and the thing with people who are super unreceptive to change is that if they're challenged, they're, gonna back down Mm -hmm. like if Mm -hmm. if if you are feeling like disrespected or if people aren't if people refuse to call you by your new name or people refuse to use your new pronouns if you were to like in like the company kitchen or something Mm -hmm. go up to them and ask why Mm -hmm. like why are you doing this why do you refuse to call me by the name that i've chosen for myself why do you refuse to use the pronouns that are my pronouns like why are you doubling down on this people Mm -hmm. like They'll be people embarrassed. Love to be, yeah, they'll be embarrassed. And like, it's the same thing as like when people make like a really shitty and sensitive joke and you ask like, why is that funny? Explain right. it to me. Explain <laughs> why that's funny. Yeah. So I think that's along the same lines as well as the scholarship question, which is just yeah. like, it feels scary at first, but making space for yourself can often be as simple as just. Confronting people and asking them one question and then they back down,
1: mm-hmm. right? I'm glad you touched on that because one of the questions we had gotten was what do you do if you change your name? And you can't tell anyone because of feeling like you'll get judged people in your life won't approve so mm-hmm. um, Just kind, you're kind of just saying be your true self and if they have a problem with it just go up to them and Kind of just ask them why why they have a problem with them and a lot of the times they do back down and realize that they're being Insensitive for no reason
2: yeah right. and and I also do understand like for that specific question like there's so much fear around changing your name like mm-hmm. I like like I said it's something I've always wanted to do and I didn't realize how much like fear and stigma there was around it until I did it mm-hmm. and I felt like like a fraud like when I changed my name and like when people were calling me by my new name I like almost felt like like uncomfortable like mm-hmm. I was like faking I don't know because it's something you, you you don't think about it but like your name has been with you your entire fucking life mm-hmm. so if you change your name it's not going to be for a lot of people, it's not going to be immediate. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to take some time to get used to, but that doesn't mean that you did the wrong thing by yeah. changing it. And I think the other important thing to remember when you change your name is that you didn't change your name for the sake of anyone else, mm-hmm. and you didn't do it to make anyone else more comfortable or to make anyone else more uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not for anyone else. It's for you. And if people are uncomfortable with that, then that's their problem because Mm -hmm. they're choosing to insert themselves into your business, into your life and taking some personal issue with it. So yeah. that's not
0: something that you can control and it's not something that you should try to mitigate. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of your answers go back to your original point of needing that community. And I think that it's like very important for non-binary people to realize they are part of that community because so many of these issues do require support and mm-hmm. being strong and like having people to back you up, like with the scholarships and with the workplace, like all of those things, having other people validate you was so helpful. I think it was maybe like two or three months that like I was the adjustment period for figuring out your new name like I would start typing it out and then I'd erase it and now now I just see you as Sloan. It's really not that hard for people to adjust like I had been saying your name a hundred times a day like every day and yeah. it wasn't that hard yeah. so you're really yeah, not asking much of people,
2: like no. You, completely, and like even like your your parents, who like I had met once. I remember when I changed my name, like you sent me like a screenshot of something that your your mom said. <laughs> um, oh, I was writing I was writing the articles for the Ron Burgundy podcast, and I told you about a really cool episode with like a brain scientist. And so your mom asked about like what was that episode, and you sent me a screenshot, and she like used Sloane, which was like mm-hmm. the name that I had only recently changed, and that mm-hmm. that was a big moment like weirdly for me too, because it was just like fuck. Well, if like my if my best friend's mom, who I've only met once can immediately be like okay she's like no one else have a problem
0: my mom is so sweet we always come back back. to it yeah yeah um this question it's it's a little bit similar but it's also just like for someone who's trying to come out like I don't know how to come out as non-binary to people in my life or my job I feel like that's more just because just starting that conversation might feel out of nowhere for them or something like that what would you say is your advice for that kind of conversation
2: yeah, I feel like, um, well, like for me personally, um, and I'm sure for a lot of other people, the whole idea of coming out feels like a very like grand spectacle or mm-hmm. like a very like official ceremony almost that you're like going through with a bunch of other people. And not only is that like not the way that it should be or needs to be at all, but that's also like, extremely emotionally taxing if you think about all the people that you have to tell something new to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like,
0: just I tweet about it. <laughs> of-
2: <just> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> tell everyone to follow you on Twitter <laughs> yeah. and just tweet. Yeah. It. <laughs> Just tweet about it and like link your boss. Um, So like, so the first person that I came out to was um, one of my best friends, Natasha. And when I told her it was like very soon after I had like had this discovery. So it was a few years ago now, but I like had this like big like i told her of her text and i had this like big like preamble and like mm-hmm. like giving her context and, like background and like remember this and remember like sources this and proof kind <laughs> like exactly. evidence and then I, I, yeah and then the bottom line was i'm agender and all mm-hmm. she said was fucking duh like, <laughs> so, like and so that like that was a huge influence and then also when i told my older brother i told him because we got like very drunk we used to live together so i like we got like very drunk one night and i told him and he like he was like yeah that's cool anyway and like <laughs> like and then like so was funny. super yeah super cool about it so i think that like the tendency to like make coming out bigger than yeah. it, it needs to be because it's huge to you it's it's extremely huge to you but it doesn't have to be big Outwardly, if that makes right. sense,
1: I definitely so, like, understand that. I like yeah. overthought it so much growing up, and like, I didn't even I acknowledge it. It. when he yeah, came Michaela out. Taylor didn't night. even acknowledge it, <laughs> so I should have just been doing this since like high school. But yeah, nobody. Most of the time, nobody like is gonna. I, I guess I'm just lucky. Maybe it's not the case for everyone, but most people are like very understanding yeah. and supportive of what you're trying to say
0: yeah so basically i guess what the what we're saying is just say hey i'm non-binary
2: <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah and then so like so to the like the opposite n- not the opposite end but like a different reaction from natasha was my best friend in the world and my best friend since we were in third grade mm-hmm. uh, morgan so i told her i was agender. And she was like, oh, that's great. And then, like, over the next couple of weeks, every so often I would, like, get peppered with questions. But, like, like, what does this mean? And I'm asking Mm -hmm. or I'm talking to this guy that I'm dating about you and I want to make sure that I'm, like, explaining this correctly. So, like, I think that that's also a thing that you should expect and Mm -hmm. be happy about after you come out is that people are going to have questions. Mm -hmm. And if they have questions for you, that's a very good sign. That's not trying to like invalidate. Yeah. So it's people are trying to understand and and learn more. Mm-hmm. But I think that like, you don't have to explain everything. Mm-hmm. Once you say it,
0: you don't, you don't need can, proof can... or
2: evidence also. <laughs> yeah. yeah, No, definitely not. And you can, so you can just say like, I'm a gender, mm-hmm. I'm non-binary, I'm mm-hmm. gay, I'm whatever. And then if they're not pieces of garbage, they're going to be like, great, that's awesome. Yeah. And then it's natural for them to have questions after. And then in terms of like, workplace stuff or like academic stuff it is literally their responsibility as the people or the corporation who Mm -hmm. have hired you or Mm -hmm. who is uh taking care and taking responsibility for your safety in their institution you don't owe them anything beyond this is what i am these are my pronouns what do you need me to sign officially Mm -hmm. goodbye Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah it's not your job to have to explain every single thing to people who don't know about it
0: well, I think that this has been a wonderful conversation. I loved this I had a lot of <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was really I mean, I knew that having Sloan speak on things is just gonna be so insightful mm-hmm. and wonderful so i'm um, super grateful we are Thank gonna change so the pace a little bit cool we, so we said we have a game but we didn't tell you what it was we are gonna be reading your late night tweets to you and oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> <No. Yeah. laughs> this is the worst game we are-
1: we, we've been laughing at these all day like trying to <laughs> find them
0: <laughs> oh I, my god i was like looking up keywords like from cotton can daddy ass like, like you, yeah. you say you're going to kick people's asses a so lot. much let me just say or like I mean you have a, you have like a lot of times like ruminate and like become angry at night you know Yeah, you so. love to say I'll beat their ass yeah so mm-hmm. number one is my heart will yeet on and number two is yeet me up yeet me up buttercup baby just to yoke me down yeah mm. so I actually Michaela you have a hand in this one because <laughs> yeah. I think I think
2: that I I think that I just texted that to you out of nowhere and you were like, fuck. Like I, I text that to you and it got such a reaction out of you mm-hmm. that I was like, I'm throwing this out into the ether. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm putting this out into existence. And
0: it we We replaced I, I a lot it, of song not... we replaced a lot of song lyrics with yeet and I'm acting like this was just you, but we both did that. Um, Listen, I, I instigated, it was my tweet. You just followed suit. In so. In July, you tweeted, "No one is making you tweet about how fat Zuckerberg's ass is. This is the Lord's Day. So There's no what, other
1: context." What happened that day that yes. made you tweet that?
0: <laughs> right. Okay. So, so like my schedule has changed um,
2: significantly since uh, getting engaged, and mm-hmm. but also like just um, moving to LA. So, like before I moved to LA, I was a manager of a bar. Mm-hmm. So, like um, social media wasn't my life. And so being on it all the time was, like, recreation. And then when I moved to L.A., I got a job in social media and in comedy writing. So, like, I have to be plugged into everything all day long. And it's fucking exhausting. So... Was everyone um, writing about Zuckerberg's ass? So, so wait. So, so then... So there would be, like, periods of time where, like, I take breaks for, like, a few days. And then uh-huh. I'll come back on, like, a Monday or come back whenever. And that was July. So it was probably... Like a long weekend or something, mm. where I spent like a number of days away from Twitter intentionally, and I came back, and it was just fucking pictures of Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> paddleboarding with his face full of sunscreen, oh. just talking about his asses, and I like, and it was just like He's so abrasive wagon. to like shut the fuck up, but <laughs> just like to like come back after like three days away, and the first thing you see is just like bam, like. Zuckerberg has got a fat ass. I'm like, I'm going to throw my phone in the ocean. So. This
0: one, this one's good, and I think you'll be happy about it. This was good, September good. of 2019. He was a skater boy. He said, see you later, boy. He wasn't good enough for her. Now he's pretty big on Twitter, and every few months, she scrolls by new pictures of his bare ass on the timeline with captions like, it really be like that.
1: Mm. <laughs> Another ass tweet. <laughs> I mean, I
0: think that that was that was a we subtweet all we all know there was an e-boy phase well, we
2: all know we all know there was a subtweet and then i think that like the e-boy group of twitter that we all know kind mm-hmm. of like wouldn't stop posting all their bare
1: posted ass, ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And i honestly blame eric Curtin for this yeah. because yeah. he just did post like pictures of himself just like blair witching standing in the corner like <laughs> on his bed so, so i mean, funny.
0: it became the comedy I, thing yeah. for a few months I'm gonna gonna do some speed rounds now and I'm just gonna hit okay. you with a bunch. All right. A, a real upside down whopper is just a whopper you shove up your ass. Mm-hmm. You said I, it, that. It's facts, it's true. It's upside down. <laughs> that it's backwards. Yeah. Tattooing hot milk boy across my ass. I have no idea. I didn't tweet that. <laughs> you just made that up right now. No, you did. You replied it to Megan Wright in May of 2019. Started my day by getting a shot in my ass and huffing oxygen, and now I'm double fisting inhalers. Who wants to make out? Oh, yeah. So I have COPD, and I
2: had an attack, and David had to drive me, and so I like was just fucking like on oxygen, just like, what's up? And I <laughs> had to get a bunch of shots in my ass, and then I went home. <laughs>
0: Uh, Babies glare at me from their strollers as if I won't fight them, but I will. I will fight any baby. I I replied, you'd probably win too. And you said I'd kick any baby's ass. They have no reach.
1: (laughs) I agree with some. No, you're right.
2: I I don't know if this is in your list but there was a tweet recently where like I a a few months ago and I was so upset I texted my dad about it and I was in line at a grocery store Mm -hmm. and there was like a kid in a cart in front of me in line and he looked at me and and he was like hello ugly and I was Uh like I'll
0: fucking kill you. <laughs> a baby said that to <laughs> a toddler oh my god yeah that would be me as a baby i would be i
1: would be hitting that child i think
2: yeah, I Texted my dad and i was like so i guess i'm gonna go to jail for being a kid
1: and he was like you gotta do what you gotta do wait can, okay we have one more will you read the one that's like switching the letters the i's and o's oh yeah. that one's my favorite
0: okay you said like i've been enjoying replacing the i's and words with o's like Twatter. in oh, people's names? Hollery Swank. Or, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was, it was Hollery Swank.
2: Um, yeah, and fuck, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it right now. Um, thinking about words with O's instead of I's and laughing my ass off. Twatter. Englosh. Goblons. <laughs> Hollery Swank. I'm crying. That. You're a wizard. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> I love it. Lord of the Wrongs. Notorious Bog. The artist formerly known as Prawns.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All great tweets. So All good. great tweets. Thank well, you. This has been such a great episode. Such a lovely first guest to have. Um we're so, Thank you so lucky much for having me. so
1: blessed. Do you have any advice for anybody who wants to find out more? Like, do you have any forums or different community?
0: Oh, you uh, did uh, name links? someone earlier. Yeah. Who is that again? Yeah,
2: so Riley J. Dennis. Mm-hmm. Um there's a YouTube channel, which is amazing. And also like I didn't know her when I like first came out. I literally like just messaged her and she messaged me back on Twitter oh, and oh my like God, like that's helped amazing. me. Like, yeah. So so she's amazing. And then when I learned about all this stuff, I literally just Googled like
1: Google everything. I
2: like a gender and like like how do i know if i'm a gender because i had seen that term somewhere and i was like fuck that sounds like me so like that is the best thing that i can recommend is like there's no like certain like set of literature that Mm -hmm. you have to read in order to get it like Mm -hmm. but there are so many other people who are going through the same thing and who have gone through the same thing and who are talking about it or have explained their experiences Mm -hmm. so if you literally just google like different lgbtq terms um or non-binary or agender or genderqueer or anything like that Mm -hmm. just read people's experiences talking about it themselves
1: okay
0: thank you so much um you can thank
1: follow
2: you.
0: sloan on twitter at cotton can daddy, uh which is a very good username <laughs> thank like, you cotton candy daddy but cotton can daddy mm-hmm. um we are she rates dogs pod on twitter and instagram you can find our handles in the bio email us at she pod at gmail.com for questions and
1: if you want to call and leave any voicemails our number is nine two nine Two seven four three two six one.
0: All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.